Thanks for joining us today for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church in Imperial Valley. The church office is open Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at 590 West Orange Avenue in El Centro, or call 760-337-9400 for information or for prayer. Christ Community Church has three campuses in El Centro, Brawley, and Calexico, plus a congregation in Spanish. As we navigate the end of the COVID-19 quarantine season and transition to in-person regathering, we encourage you to find up-to-date information about events and each campus's worship service schedule. When you follow us on social media, on our website at www.cccib.org, or simply download the CCCIV app, you'll find the direct link to the app at www.cccib.org forward slash get the app or when you text cccib app to 77977 all right not many of you should become teachers my brothers for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness for we all stumble in many ways and if anyone does not stumble in what he says he is a perfect man able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are all so large and are driven by strong winds, they're guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed, and has been tamed by mankind, But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Whether we bless our Lord and Father and whether we curse people or are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing, my brothers. These things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Lord, we do appreciate Your Word. There's not a moment that goes by in my own life where I'm so grateful for Your Word and what You've delivered through men of God, through history, so that we can glean from it today and we can understand what You desire of each one of us, Lord. Again, we would be lost without your word, and as strong as it can be at times, we need that. As your people, as your disciples, and we know the word disciple comes from a word of discipline, that we want to be disciplined people. We want to live out our faith in this world, however short or long you give us here, Lord, how many years that you would provide for us, we want to please you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for the book of James and what it's meant to so many people already. We pray that this morning would be the same, that your word does not disappoint. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I asked God to give me a a character description one day. and, And this is what I got. He said, I was wicked, deceitful, perverse, 
filthy, corrupt, flattering, slanderous, gossiping, blasphemous, foolish, boasting, complaining, cursing, contentious, sensual, and vile. By the way, my name is Tongue. <laughs> That's how God's Word describes the tongue. When you see the many different passages of Scripture throughout the Bible concerning the tongue, tongue some of it isn't pretty, you've got to admit. In fact, some of it is downright convicting. And, and our passage this morning, when we get into this, this passage of James, what James is trying to get across to you and I is that words are powerful. Words are powerful. In fact, there are people today with a low self-esteem, a poor self-image, merely because of what they were told when they were growing up. Merely because of certain people saying certain things over and over and over again. And I'm talking people in their 60s, 70s, maybe even 80s, they have bought into that stuff. You'll never amount to anything. You'll, you'll always be a loser. You'll never make it to college. You'll always be a bum. And these words have played over and over and over again in their minds. And what they were told they bought into and became. And I think that's why Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Words are powerful. And we live in a culture that is constantly throwing out there a blizzard of words. That, that, that even in the public square, there's no more civility. They're, they're, think about the way the politicians are talking to one another, the words that go out there. And, 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 and we see this, this culture that is so highly opinionated, and it used to stay with the coffee table, used to stay with the dinner table, but then with the invention of social media, it's launched from the very close public square to the national and world square. It's, it's gone everywhere. We Instagram everything. We Facebook everything. We Twitter everything. And some of the things that Christians say are, they're down. I, I'm like reading and I'm thinking, man, and they go to our church. And we don't have that kind of authority from God's Word. We don't have that kind, yeah, you, you know, the issues in the office go after that fair game, but when you get into personally maligning people and castigating them, we don't have that in God's Word. God says things like, bless those who curse you. I think of the many words that are spoken every day. I, I think of some of the things a married couple say in their marriage. In the heat of a battle, they, they launch these missiles. They say the worst kind of things, evil, downright wicked, straight from the, the, the source's hell. And, and they launch these missiles, and then they, they ask for forgiveness or say, I'm sorry, but it doesn't erase those words. And God's Word is, is, is filled with instruction for 
the tongue that you and I just don't have that permission to hurt and to kill people and to put people to death. What God gave us is a blessing to praise Him and to sing what you were using your tongue for today. Singing praises to God. How pleasing is that when, when an auditorium like this is filled with words like that from God's people. We play those over and over again like a bad movie. And we act like there will never be an accountability for our words. That we can just flippantly say what we want unrestrained and, 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 and you need to quit allowing the world to define what adulthood is. Adulthood is not doing whatever you want and saying whatever you want. Adulthood is so, showing restraint and reining in our passions. So Jesus says in Matthew 12, 36, I tell you on that day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. You believe that? It's what Jesus said, not me. And, and this is a serious matter when it comes to our speech, God's word, just a few things. For instance, Proverbs 13, 3, whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Proverbs 15.1, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs 15.4, a gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Proverbs 15.7, the lips of the wise spread knowledge, not so with the hearts of fools. Proverbs 15.28, the heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. And those are just... I mean, we could go on and on. In fact, I could read Scripture after Scripture, take up the rest of the service. So you can see why you and I need to, and I'm saying we need to get a handle on our speech. This isn't just somebody, I, I don't like talking down to people, and unfortunately sometimes you get a strong word in the Word and it seems like it's condescending and things like that, and it isn't. I, I don't talk down to people. I, I count myself in the camp with you. But through the years, God has had to teach me to, to rein in impulses, things I want to say because we so want to be known for turning out a quick phrase and these little sound bites of wisdom. So other, and and you've got to rein that in. You've got to rein that in. And, and, and we need to take, and let me balance this out a little bit at least that, that, that some of you are too sensitive. It's not so much what was said was wrong or even how it was said was wrong. It's just you're too sensitive. Look at James here. We live in a culture of China dolls today. They, they break so easy and, and, and we're into oil. And, and so any word that's given that's true and right and even said in the right ways are not received because, oh, he offended me. I'm so tired of the word, they offended me, they offended me. Have you ever thought about how you've offended God and the grace that he's dispensed? This, this passage of Scripture is the longest 
passage on speech in the New Testament. It, it is very important. And I don't think James just kept the pen flowing. I believe that he even paused for a moment and he began to reflect. How am I going to say this and what am I going to say? And, and, and under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he pens it. And the reason I know that is because in those 12 short verses, he uses seven word pictures. Seven word pictures in just those, 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 12, those 12 verses. And, and let me give them to you. I'm not going to expound on all those, but so much is what they indicate. But let me give you those word pictures. Horse bits, the rudder of a ship, fire, taming of animals, a spring, fruit trees, and a salt pond. Just those 12 verses, he uses those seven word pictures to try and get across and drive home the point. What he's wanting to say to you and me through this passage of Scripture. And I believe with those seven word pictures, he's, he's telling us four things about the tongue. He's telling us that, that he first says that the tongue carries power to direct our lives. Secondly, it has the potential for great destruction. Thirdly, it is defiant. And fourthly, it possesses a dual nature. None of that really is, is in, it flattering for the tongue, is it? But, but that's what he says, and, and it's such a serious problem, I think, in, in Christianity that you, you have to take those words and you have to understand that James is trying to tell us that the tongue is very powerful. And it is the smallest and yet biggest troublemaker in the world what it is it it and and so first i want to want to get through this sermon this morning it carries power to direct our lives and that's what he's getting at in those first five verses and and at first i didn't see even how verse one really kind of you know fit in the whole thing because he he begins by saying not many of you should become teachers my brothers for you know that the we who teach will be judged with greater strictness and and, and I look at that, and he, he expounds on, on this great expansion on the tongue. And I'm like, man, does that really fit the bill there? And, and the more you reflect on it, it absolutely does, because he's going to get public and he's going to get private. Teachers are your most public people in God's, God's kingdom. They're the most public. They're the ones that are heard the most. They're the ones that are teaching God's word. And, and he says that those who teach God's word under a strict judgment just don't many of you want to become teachers because of that you know people that get up at this pulpit they're not given permission to say whatever opinions they have about life they're called to unfold god's word here and they're expected to do that they're expected to Take God's word serious, and when they stand up at the pulpit, whoever it is, whether it's somebody, a guest speaker, whether it's, it's somebody on pastoral staff, that, that, that they're expected to get up here and they're expected to unfold God's word. Not give some speech. That's not what we do. We don't get up here and we don't give speeches. It's not what they are. They're an expounding of the Word of God because we realize that it's Word of God that matters, not my opinions. Not the opinions of those who get up here. And teachers are under a, 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 a stricter judgment. And, and every cult starts from a teacher. 
Every cult. You, you take Mormonism and, and, and you look at what Joseph Smith did. Here's this guy teaching them a bunch of false doctrine. Look where that's gone all through the years. You look at Jehovah's Witnesses. Charles Taze Russell, all of a sudden he, Sunday school teacher, wanted to quit believing that there was a hell and that was the catalyst to launch the doctrines that he has, the false doctrines on Christ and saying that Christ was created and this and that. And it, it all starts with the teacher. Teachers have an amazing amount of influence because they expect the people to follow. And that's why you have to look into God's Word and say, man, is, is what he's saying is right. Because ultimately you want to hear from God, not from the preacher behind the pulpit. You want to hear what God's Word is saying to you today. And so, naturally, we should be under stricter judgment. We should be held more accountable. Because of all of you that are influenced, you on the balcony. All of you on the balcony, you're being influenced by the words that come from this pulpit. Your belief system is being set. Your, your, your doctrine of who God is, your doctrine of the sinfulness of man, everything that you hear from this pulpit is an expansion of the Word of God. Not just getting up here because, oh, we want to give a homily or we like talking in front of people. Somebody asked me, do you still get nervous when you get in front of people and speak? Absolutely. Because I realize that I'm accountable for this, that it, it's not I'm not getting up and reading Humpty Dumpty or something or Green Eggs and Ham from Dr. Seuss. This is God's Word. You know, the old Scottish preacher, John Knox, he took it so seriously that on his first sermon, he started weeping uncontrollably before he began to preach. They had to walk him off, escort him off, until he could get a hold of himself and then bring him back up because he was so fearful of misrepresenting God's Word. You see, we're under stricter judgment, but... He, he, he's not talking just about public ministry here. He's talking about personal encounter when it comes to the tongue. In verse 2, he says, For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. This is what I'm talking about. You know, it's not just, you know, words can, can carry the power to direct somebody's life publicly, but privately in your own life. That, that that word perfect is not talking about sinless. It was used two ways. It could be perfect in the way Jesus was perfect, or it could be speaking of maturity. And the way you know somebody's growing and maturing in the Lord is by the way he speaks. You know, that's why we say sometimes when as pastors, after we have a meeting with somebody, they walk out the door and we say, man, can you believe how, how they've grown in the Lord because of the way they're speaking now, the way they're maturing Proverbs 10.19 says, In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. So he gives two word pictures on that to really illustrate for you and me what he's saying. He says, If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. That little bit, that little thing in such a big animal that, that, you know, you can make it turn left, you can make it turn right, you can make it gallop, you can make it stop. 
Such a powerful horse, such a, a big animal that, that just a little bit controls that animal. He, he says about the ship, he goes on to say that, that, that look at the ships also. Though they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. Wherever that captain steering that ship, that little rudder, man, you'd see those big cruise ships. That's a little rudder that's guiding those things. You know, in Paul's day, they had, you know, fairly large ships. When he was shipwrecked, there was over 250 people, I think, on board. And, and at that time, that was a fairly large ship. But when you look at the size of the rudders that guided those things, they were very small, relatively speaking. Are you saying that's what the tongue is? That the tongue not only expresses the direction in your life, but it can also carry power to direct your life. What I think Paul is saying here is that, that your words will lead to deeds. And we've seen that before. We've, we've seen that before. Somebody keeps talking about some, talking about some, talking about some. Before you know it, they're doing it. You know, years ago, and I probably shouldn't share this, but I'm going to be transparent with you this morning, but years ago, um, you know, there was a guy, he was always harassing me. You know, he was always trying to, uh, you know, he proclaimed to be a Christian. He was always attacking the church, always attacking me personally and everything else. And I was coming down from San Diego one day, and my wife called and said that this particular gentleman was in the parking lot there. And... Uh, uh, you know, but don't come to the church. That's what she said. And she, she, I probably wouldn't have come to the church if she didn't say this guy was there harassing her and another friend, Judy Vandergriff, who's since then gone to be with Jesus. And, and so I pulled into the parking lot, and, and there he is. He starts attacking me. And you have to understand that I, I love Jesus, and I like doing things godly. But I haven't forgotten how to do it the other way either. <laughs> and he's just there attacking, sent the youth pastor to go call the police, and he goes and he calls the police, and as he, you know, calls the police that, that you know, I keep telling them, look, this is private property, you need to leave, you need to go off, you need to, to no, this isn't private property, yes, it is private property. I said, I'd hate to have to escort you off. And uh, he said, you ain't going to escort me off. And I said, yeah, I can escort you off. He said, no, and I kept talking about escorting him off. Before I knew it, I had him by the neck and I was walking him to his vehicle and I even opened up the door for him and as I began to shove him into the vehicle the cops drove up <laughs> while I was doing that <laughs> and and I can only imagine what it appeared like to them and you know what it looked like from 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 the outside and I'm like you know it's not what you think it's not what it looks like yeah we've heard that story before and uh, after thank God there were witnesses that were there to verify it and things like that and uh, so I ended up uh, things got smoothed over but my wife was right whenever she tells me not to do something I shouldn't do it I would have never been in the conversation. I found out the more I kept talking about leading this guy off and escort, before I knew it, I was there. 
And that's what James is saying. He's saying words will lead to deeds. And it does. It happens all the time. People that, that always saying, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And, and you turn the ship in their life and you, you get them thinking that, yeah, you know, with God, all things are possible. And if he's calling you to do something that's beyond you, it will happen. That's where faith comes in is stepping out in that arena, allowing God power to manifest in your life and you find out you turn a lot of people around and they start talking about yeah i can do all things through christ who strengthens me and before you know it man they're doing it they're doing it thanks for joining us today for love live lead the broadcast ministry of christ community church imperial valley the church office is open Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at 590 West Orange Avenue in El Centro. Or call 760-337-9400 for information or for prayer. Christ Community Church has three campuses in El Centro, Crawley, and Calexico, plus a congregation in Spanish. As we navigate the end of the COVID-19 quarantine season and transition to in-person regathering, we encourage you to find up-to-date information about events and each campus's worship service schedule. When you follow us on social media, on our website at www.cccib.org or simply download the cccib app you'll find the direct link to the app at www.cccib.org forward slash get the app or when you text cccib app to 77977